Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to Third Party, an Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going today? Back at it again, Shay. Happy to be here as always. Another day, another pod. It's going to be a good one. Nice little easy Saturday. Uh, but we got a fun episode today. We are breaking down the best solo legends to play in Apex. Maybe a little bit of a debate here. You know, at least we'll be debating, you know, against the idea of some mm-hmm. legends, but maybe we'll have some back and forth between the two of us on this one. It'll be interesting. But before we dive into that, if you want a question answered on the show, ask it in our Discord channel meant for questions by joining the link in the description or leave it in the form of a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you'd like to support Henry and I, drop us a follow on Twitter, Anchor Crudoche and the HB Burson. I promise I'll try and uh, talk about Apex and not the Lakers if you follow me. A respectful promise. We will see. <laughs> we will see about that. I can't promise it, yeah. though. <laughs> it's been said. <laughs> Taking back the promise it's already. It's been said and retracted. <laughs> and retracted. Like you said, we're talking solo legends. Um, you know, I think the whole crux of this episode will be, what does that even mean? Like, mm-hmm. what makes a good solo Q legend? Is it their mm-hmm. individual mobility? Is it offensive, defensive versatility? Is it, you know, could a controller legend be a good solo legend? Is that even possible? Um, can a support legend be solo? Like, that doesn't sound possible how can you support your solo pursuits like that that doesn't sound right but maybe it's possible um no it's it's a good question it's an interesting conversation to have because you know you and i both play this game by ourselves a good amount um you probably even more than me so i'll say i'll point to you as being the the resident expert in some of the solo queue conversation but it it's something that Streamers talk about as like, you know, who's the solo queue legend of challenge? I don't like them accomplish a challenge or something, but you know, naturally it's we try and create a place where people can find teammates on Discord to play together, but not everybody likes to meet new people and not everybody can, you know, find teammates all the time. So who you play and how much you win can be impacted uh, just because you're playing solo. So it's going to be a good conversation, I think. Yeah, I think to start things off. Kind of looked at the entire roster and took some big swings to eliminate uh, a chunk of the legends. Um, Legends that aren't perceived to be strong solo legends are the following. We got Lifeline, Ash, Crypto, Watson, Caustic, Revenant, Catalyst, Seer, and Newcastle. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. We're not going to take the time to go one by one here. We're going to focus more on the the contenders. But the mm-hmm. reason that a legend might have been on that elimination list is they are maybe too extreme on the level of their play style, is too team-based, is too specialized, mm-hmm. where you have to get your team to play with you to even unlock yeah. the power. Revenant. Yeah. Or in that same vein, <laughs> they're just too difficult. I think that's something that we'll talk about later in this episode about mm-hmm. just how hard is it to pull off this legend's abilities or their play style? Um, a legend like Newcastle isn't 
um, in some ways is very difficult, but it's more so just very technical. You know, you have to have mm-hmm. a mastery and great awareness to pull off Newcastle play. And so that doesn't really make them a great solo legend. Just that alone. Um, yeah. Uh, and I'll add in as well on top of that, that it, it's, it is in part as well the frustration that comes with playing these legends sometimes that can be effective when used certain ways, but getting teammates to play not on yeah. comms with you in the way that needs to be played, it, it, it makes it a hard to be a solo legend. So like uh, the Watson, the Caustic uh, as examples, even Newcastle, I think you could throw in there as an example of legends that like, hey, for them to be their best, you need to go set up, be defensive, and there's just going to be games where your teammates don't want to do that. And so that's going to lead to frustration. And even if it's one out of five games, well, that's one out of five games that that legend was you know, not utilized at all just because you're playing by yourself. Yeah, and we think the other legends, the contenders, are better at being solo. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll read off the list. Cool. Yeah, so let's do it. Yeah, we'll go through these. But We yeah. got Wraith, Octane, Pathfinder, Bangalore, Horizon, Loba, Valk, Fuse, Mad Maggie, Vantage, Gibraltar, Rampart, mm. Mirage, <laughs> and Bloodhound. Um, some spicy ones on the list, but it gives us something some, to talk about. Yeah, some spicy ones for sure, but we'll, we'll definitely get into it. I think the first thing we should look at is this is a big list, and I think our goal by the end of this is to talk about just some some overall maybe similarities or just things to think about when you're picking your legend and keep this conversation in mind of, you know, this is a reason I should or shouldn't play this legend by myself. And I think we both have a favorite or two we'll probably settle on at the end that we'll share, but we're not going to go through and rank all these legends because we don't really do legend rankings because even on this list, how do you put Mad Maggie against Horizon? Just legends that do different things, you know, it's it's why we don't like comparing legends. But I think we should start with one thing in particular and talk about the fact that a lot of these legends have mobility. Mm-hmm. I think that's where we should kick off the conversation. Um, and I'll throw that to you to kind of say, because in part, I want to say that because you are a big Gibraltar Rampart player. I am actually the one that pushed for Rampart to be on this list versus you. But I'd like you to kind of talk about your thoughts on mobility overall from the lens of you know why mobility and then why still those two, uh, even though they don't really have yeah, it's a it's a really good point. I think mobility is such a natural component of a solo legend because it allows you to be offensive to take those one v ones, which mm-hmm. is you know definitely important as a solo player. You're not fighting. As a team, you're not moving as a team. You're kind of focused on yourself. And mm-hmm. having mobility is greatly beneficial there. Um, Gibraltar and Rampart lack any sort of mobility. Um, but I still think can be successful solo legends. Why do I think that? Because I'm able to pull it off. Um, and have been doing it for years now. Because <laughs> so, so, I'm a pro. Yeah, so I've been doing it. So I, I know that it's possible. but little bit of a spoiler, they're not going to make it to the end of this episode, you know? And the reason being mm-hmm. is they're too challenging, honestly. It takes too much mental and technical thought to allow 
Gibraltar and Rampart to be consistently fun and effective solo legends. But, so that was kind of the spoiler. The longer <laughs> answer is Gibraltar is a good solo legend because of his versatility. He can be offensive, he can be defensive, he mm-hmm. can play in the open, he can play at long range because of the arm shield and the bubble. He can play at close range mm-hmm. because of the arm shield and the bubble. So, you know, there's a lot of versatility there, which I think is a big component of a solo queue legend. Um, Rampart, in a similar way, can play at a variety of ranges, can provide value to the team with the amped cover, um, can kind of go against constraints of loot with the ultimate. You know, mm-hmm. I don't care where my team drops. I'm a solo legend. Doesn't matter if I get a gun or my teammates, you know, take my my purple mag. I have Sheila. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm kind of self-sufficient. So that's why I think she's a, a potential pick for a solo. But the reality is they're both kind of those support legends at heart. Mm-hmm. They do better as a team that's committed to the play style. And they're also just a little bit too challenging to be great solo options. Yeah. I wanted to give Rampart the honorable mention at least because just because we put all really the you know controller legends now, not defensive legends, into this category of eliminations, mm-hmm. except for her. Um, and that's just because I wanted to give the shout out to her flexibility and that she is probably the least locked into a defensive play style of all those legends, um, which you know, just makes her a little bit more viable than those other ones by comparison. Yeah. I'm really fascinated by her kit and we're going to be talking more about why is Rampart versatile and trying to come up with a system to explain it uh, in a future episode. So stay tuned for that. But <laughs> we got a lot of other really good legends here to talk about. Yeah, definitely. I, I, one thing I do want to touch on, and, and I'll give my personal, I just want to share my personal opinion, essentially, by by starting on this. And so I'm going to say this, and then I want you to kind of build off of it, agree, disagree, uh, however you want to go about it. One thing I personally look for in a solo legend is escapability. Mm-hmm. That's how I play. And I think we'll we'll settle in this conversation of mobility versus escapability because, you know, a legend like Octane has mobility, but I'm not sure a legend like Octane has escapability. And how do I describe that line? Well, it's kind of the differentiation between can do you have the ability to get out of a sticky situation using your abilities and you're not going to be able to be followed because of the ability. So like Octane has that example, you're probably not getting out on just the tactical and speed boost, even though you are quicker, it, it it's just still you're still hittable, and the ult you can easily be followed on. And so because of that, I don't look at Octane as a super escapability legend. But the legends on this list I do think have the escapability, or in simpler terms, we can say the get out of jail free card. And you know everybody loves to say nobody has it to the extent of OG Wraith, um, but I think Wraith still is on that list of an escapable legend. Do the tactical. Pathfinder, same thing due to the tactical. Bangalore, due to the passive and tactical combo, I think fits onto that category. Loba, with that tactical, I think can be an escapable legend. I don't know if that's a word, but it's a word now. Mm-hmm. Um, if we want to make the argument about Vantage, we can. That might open up the rabbit hole, though, because I don't personally think she is. I know you Let's might not. be more in that lane. I, I okay, don't think. Okay. I think the legends that I would just say 
don't have great escapability is probably the Vantage. I agree on the Octane. I think that Mm -hmm. Horizon and Loba actually do have some components of escapability with their movement tech. I don't Mm -hmm. think Valk has escapability. don't think Fuse. Uh, Maggie, kind of that gray area. Not sure. Mirage probably does. Mm -hmm. Bloodhound, no. Um, I think the only one I think I would like have a slight argument with, and it's just a style thing, is Valk and Horizon. Just because Horizon, I don't, I don't put her as escapability because she can be followed mm -hmm. so easily with the Q. Um, And so I never feel like super great if I'm trying to use it to get out of a bad situation. I respect Um, that. But it, but it, it's def. She's right on that line. I will say for sure. Either way, and I think Valk. I mean, it's hard for me to not say to say Valk doesn't. Not because of the ult, but because of the passive. Just from being able to switch elevations in such a quick way. I mean, the escapability of Valk mid fight to be able to get out of something is the reason comp players loved her for so long. People were really focused on that. So that's the only one I would disagree. But I. I I see your side and I they're very those two are very close to me. I respect sure. that. I think if I were to pick one as a solo legend, I would probably go more on Horizon than Valk if we had to. Yeah, and that, that. that's a kit thing overall. Yeah, yeah so that's I a kit thing overall. So. Horizon better at winning the ones, can kind of use the ultimate selfishly to win a one. Mm-hmm. Better with teammates if you can focus and use more grenades and things like that. But mm-hmm. I think Horizon's passive tactical and ultimate work better as a solo kit compared to Valk. Mm-hmm. Um, but respect well, Valk. Let, let's talk about some of those other legends, though. The ones that didn't fit into that category, essentially. We gave a little bit of reasoning of why some of those legends in particular. And you know, that's just a, you know, for some of those legends, it was just a small portion of their kit. But talk to me a little bit your opinions on. Octane, Fuse, Maggie, Vantage, and Bloodhound, and why those five legends, you know, you could still see them in that category. You don't have to go into all of them if you don't want to. I can share my thoughts as well, but I'll just throw that to you as the next part of this conversation. Octane, I agree with you. Followed. Stimming is not a great escape movement deck. It can be good 1v1s. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of value in the ultimate still. I think Octane is a popular mm-hmm. legend still because of that, but it's still a, predict- a predictable path. It's not the best. There's other mm-hmm. better movement techs out there. Um, when it comes to Fuse, I love Fuse, specifically as a solo player, just because yeah. raw damage, it's super fun. Mm-hmm. But no escapability is pretty tough. And I think that yeah. really gets highlighted with Fuse, that if Fuse is kind of out on their own, if you're out of Knuckles, and you've already used the ult, and you're, or you're too close to the enemy, it's mm-hmm. over. Um, can't really do mm-hmm. anything. Um, even a legend like Loba, if you're in a fight, if you have one little rock of cover, you're able to get the bracelet off. People can't chase very easily. It's very consistent. Yeah. It's great mobility when it comes down to it. So mm-hmm. I'd say Fuse, not the best, not going to be at the top of this list, but still really fun mm-hmm. and powerful. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll let you focus on Maggie. I'll talk Vantage really <laughs> quick. I think Vantage is a long range legend. Um, sniper, mm-hmm. very fun. 
I think it's incredibly powerful as well. But the reality is, I think the passive is really good when you have a team and you're communicating. Um, and the mm-hmm. movement and the ultimate are not really enough to say, oh, I'm going to solo vantage and be really consistently successful. Mm-hmm. Um, those are my thoughts. What do you think about Maggie on this list? Yeah, I'll say, I'll say Maggie and Bloodhound. And Maggie on this list is an interesting one because she is different than everybody else mm-hmm. in an interesting way where I think she's one of the more difficult non-mobility legends to play that we have on this list. For Maggie, what it just comes down to for me is how straightforward she is and that it's simple to understand. If you're playing Maggie, you're playing aggressive and you're playing to attack. And generally speaking, when you're solo queuing, that's the easiest way to fit into a team with random people is to be able to disrupt combat, finish fights quickly, and overall just kind of have power in your abilities that are not hard to use. So like I look at the, you know, her passive, use a shotgun, super easy, right? Tactical, very easy to use as well. If people are behind cover, you activate it. And then the ult, I think, can disrupt fights and can, in a way, in the same argument I think I would make for Octane as well, you know, mobility legends like that and Pathfinder's ult can keep your team together at times just because of the nature of pushing. Um, Those are the quick thoughts on Maggie. I do want to say one Bloodhound real quick. Bloodhound kind of fits into my holistic view on those five legends we mentioned. Like The reason I think Octane, Fuse, Maggie, Vantage, and Bloodhound are on this list in particular is because of how straightforward I think their kits are and how simple they are to use. You know, I look at these legends. Octane, so easy. You go fast, you jump far. Like, it's he's probably the simplest kit in the entire game. Agree. Fuse, you blow stuff up like super easy. Maggie, you're just attacking, attacking, attacking. That's how you use your kit. Vantage, you're sniping, you're dealing damage at range. Like, that's how you use your kit. That's how you get the most out of it. Bloodhound, simple to use. You press one button, everybody knows information. Like, I think the simplicity of those legends put them into the solo queue category potentially, even though they don't have mobility. And I'd like to get your thoughts on that after a quick word from our sponsors. Welcome back. Okay. We're talking the non-mobility, those five. I kind of pitched simplicity being the reason for those five legends in particular. Talk to me about your feedback on that. The one thing I really like about Maggie as a solo legend is I don't care a lot about the passive. I think the tactical is straightforward and good, but Mm -hmm. the ultimate is on such a fast cooldown. And it can be used in a one-on-one. You can just hit somebody with the ball and kill them. And that is a really great advantage of a solo legend. You know, if you can Mm -hmm. use abilities to just oppress people in a 1v1, that's fun. And I think it's fairly consistent, um, especially with the cooldown. Plus, you know, you might use it to help your team from time to time, Mm -hmm. uh, or at least Mm -hmm. get mobility. So... I like Maggie on the list. I don't think she's a finalist, but I think that Agreed. she's pretty cool. Bloodhound, I think they used to be uh, a solo legend. I, I think that time is Used kinda, to be towards the top of the list, yeah, I will say. Yeah, I like, agree. Definitely towards the yeah. I just feel like you need to kind of put away your gun in order to scan, even if it's for a second. Mm-hmm. 
the ultimate still gives you so much solo awareness and speed and help, but it also just highlights you like a lighthouse. And definitely, if there's anything a solo legend should do, it's kind of just <laughs> bait their teammates. You know, don't focus on me. Shoot at my teammates <laughs> and let me shoot at you in the back. And Bloodhound probably will never really be an expert at that. So mm-hmm. I don't know when you could bust out three tactical scans in an ult. That is a great way to one v three and just have. Mm-hmm an incredible advantage for yourself and your teammates but as a solo legend that was really incredible losing that i think lowers bloodhound on this list for solo queue contenders yeah well i'm trying to think about where we should go with this next because i think there's a, there's a couple directions we could go but let's let's come back to mobility a little yeah. bit and i talked a lot about you know solo mobility in terms of the escapability but what do you think about in terms of team mobility? Mm-hmm. How does team mobility affect a solo legend? Because I think there's there's kind of two sides of the fence you can sit on. You can say team mobility keeps people together, and that's a great reason to use it. Or maybe you can make an argument that if you're not on comms, not everybody's going to always get the most out of the team mobility, and so it's you know not a good thing to always have as well. So where where maybe where do you sit on that fence, and maybe? Use some legend as an example. Yeah. So the team mobility legends are Valk, kind of Horizon, kind of Maggie, Pathfinder, Octane, and Wraith. Mm-hmm. I don't think team mobility makes for a good solo legend. I'll kind of take that perspective on this. I definitely will accept that it can keep the team together. And when you're solo queuing, doing that alone can just make the difference between winning and losing a fight. Or the whole game. Mm-hmm. But I think what you sacrifice is probably too much. Um, and Bangalore, I think, is a good example of that. She doesn't have team mobility, but her smokes can kind of cover for that. You know, I can smoke yeah. my teammates while they're moving, and that gives them mobility. But I also can, you know, smoke my enemies and hit them with a the digi threat. I can smoke myself from. 200 meters away and have you know long range protection there's a lot more versatility there that i would opt for and that's a tactical you know so i think that ultimate ability that is team mobility isn't the best i think we can probably do better but what do you think no i I think i think that's very fair I, i agree with you for sure and that's kind of what i was saying at the very beginning of there's kind of those two sides of the fence to be on and i lean more towards where you're at too where it's just kind of it is not always the most valuable thing unfortunately i i wish it was and i wish you know where we have to be unfortunately like you know pessimistic when we're talking about solo key legends because the truth of the matter is is that not everybody is going to be super communicative and staying together as a team when you're solo queuing obviously you know you wish you could be but that's just not the that's not the true nature of it otherwise we could have crypto on the list or everything's against you stuff like that everything Mm -hmm. is against you if you're playing solo you have to assume your team is against you like i think when we talk about team mobility in theory it's nice but consistent success is what we're trying to you know hedge for and i don't think you're going to get that um yeah. Well, let's cross some legends off at this stage. Okay. Um, well, I think we've we've walked through a ton of them. Um, 
I think Vantage, Maggie can both be gone pretty yep. easily if we're talking about like our top favorites. Okay. Um, what else would you like to cross off personally? Wraith. Wraith. Yeah, I guess so. I know you're a hater. <laughs> I won't fight you too it's much. Just... The portal the portal changes are good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But pulling off a portal that's successful as a solo is way too hard to do. Like, I like Wraith more, like, I won't say more than ever because she's had some really strong states now more than a lot lately. But that ultimate is just so reliant on team communication to get the most out of. So it's tough. I agree. It's hard. And like we just said about team mobility, you know, I think there's other legends that offer more. um, Yeah. In the same vein, I'd probably cross off. Octane. Yep. Very, very similar vein. Uh, I'd probably cross off Blood Mm -hmm. just with the changes to their kit, unfortunately, which sucks because I think if we recorded this episode, if we'd recorded this episode last season, they would have been, you know, the favorite, if not a top three on this list. So likely. Um, That leaves us with Pathfinder, Bang, Horizon, Loba, Valk, Fuse, and Mirage. How long can I keep Mirage on this list before you ask me to cross? One him more. Off? I'll I'll take Valk off first. I think okay. Okay. Tactical is lackluster. Passive is very strong, but I think there's better options on this list. And the ultimate is just so team based. I yeah. I don't know if it can, you know, keep her as a solo pick. Yeah. It, just for me, it comes down to that ult. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like it, it's too tough to consistently consistently with teammates uh pull off um yeah i want to give mirages flowers i love him i would personally solo queue with him over you know a horizon over a fuse on this list but that's just my personal thing and the thing that holds me back from fighting for him harder is because i think he's very difficult to use effectively and just because of that it's uh it's not not the cleanest for everybody to try and solo queue with. I was going to let you keep him on the list for longer, but... Really? The, How long? I, I, I'm trying to get us to top three, and I don't think he's top three, he's unfortunately. He's not top three, but I would put him... I would allow him to stay on the list for top four. Um, yes! Okay, so, well, you heard it here first. We're not crossing right. him off yet. So I think If Fuse, you're following along, which you're not. Fuse gets out of there, um, mm-hmm. simply just because... It's such an aggressive play style, but you can't escape it. So you just have to dive straight in. And as a solo legend, it's great, but no one's coming to res you. No one's coming to save you. You know, so if you yeah. can't save yourself yeah. with anything, you're probably not going to make it to the top of this list. Yeah, I think that's fair. Okay. Well, you said you have. You're happy to keep. Let me have Mirage at number four. Yeah. Which means we got Pathfinder, Bang, Horizon, Loba. So who's the one that you're eyeballing there as the next on the chopping block? I hate it. I hate to do it. And I want you to fight me on it. Okay, I'll try. Do it. I I would take Pathfinder off next. Okay, give me the reasoning. The reason is no passive. The grapple is amazing. Um, I think it's just inconsistent and harder to use than something like a Loba bracelet. Then the mm-hmm. ultimate is team mobility. And I just, I don't think it makes a great solo legend. Yeah, Path versus Horizon for me is kind of what it comes down to. Yeah. 
it, it, it's a tough one for sure. And I, I would more, I would have more easily cleared Horizon over Pathfinder in the past if the ultimate didn't have so many, you know, maybe potential weaknesses. Now, I think the ultimate, while still strong, you know, it can still, if you are, if you know what you're doing as an enemy, it's not going to be that big of a deal because you're going to be able to destroy it pretty easily. And grenades can destroy it on your own as well as a yeah. player. It's so like those two is kind of what it comes down to for me. For me personally, I would play the Pathfinder just because of the escapability, which is like what I just love personally in a solo legend. And I don't see Horizon as an escapability legend, but I know that you and I are, you know, we've had different opinions on that one in the show early on. So that's why I would lean path over horizon personally but we don't need to beat a dead horse on this one i guess we just cross them both out and have a top three that includes mirage i'm cool with that i guess i'll i'll put forward the argument for horizon above pathfinder and i'm not even a horizon main so this is you know not even (laughs) appropriate but i think the tactical can give you some breathing room to still hit that bat to take the high ground i think that it is a nice solo mobility tactical coupled with the passive i think allows you a lot of 1v1 potential and then the ultimate even if you say it has counters it has been better i would say it's better than a zipline and i would also say that it's such an incredible distraction mirage is on mm-hmm. this list because if you shoot a decoy that means you're not shooting at me. And yeah. I think even if you just look at a Horizon Black Hole, you die sometimes because it's just <laughs> an incredible distraction. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. It's all we can go. I think we could go back and forth all day because I would love to talk about how great the zip line is yeah. now with the just broken range it feels like on it. But I think there, there are two legends that play different. And so that's what we always come back to is it's like, you don't play Horizon for the same reason you play Pathfinder. Um, and it's going to come down to different players. I think at the end of the day, like the best argument against Pathfinder here is the tactical is really hard. Yeah. And so getting a lot out of it is not something that you can do consistently unless you're a solo cure that plays with Pathfinder a lot. So I think we're in a tough spot from that standpoint. I think regardless, at the end of the day, we have a final two. A final two of Loba and Bangor. Yep. That's what we're kind of looking at. Um you know, we're at the 30 minute mark of this episode. So let's talk about those two legends and, you know, why, why we personally like those. Cause I think, you know, Henry, we didn't even prepare this episode really in terms of having a ranking ahead of yeah. time. But I think you and I both knew each other coming into this episode that those were going to be our top twos. Uh, unless you have a huge surprise and want to bring somebody from the ashes and fight me on that. Nope. I, I think this is a really good place okay. to end things. Um, you know, starting off with Bangalore, an incredible passive ability. Um, mm-hmm. it makes her almost unhittable in the middle range. I think it makes her really good in the close range, which when it comes to 1v1s, winning games, it really makes a difference. The smoke's versatility, like I've already said, makes it strong as a solo ability, offense, defense, team support, whatever. It can kind of do it all. The ultimate, less powerful than others, but is pretty good area control. That can give you some breathing room. It can give you some offense. It also has versatility. Biggest weakness of Bangalore is the smoke can harm you and your teammates. Mm -hmm. And it can be countered. I mean, if 
you or your teammates don't all have digi threats or the enemy does and they're looking at you while you're batting in the smoke you thought you were safe and you weren't it can kill you so the yeah. smoke being a double-edged sword i think is the weakness with bangalore but overall i think a pretty strong solo kit yeah uh, and for Bangalore and Loba, there's something I want to talk about in specific with both those. I, I second everything you said. Um, and, and I'm the weak smoke player, which is why if I'm ranking these two, I'm having Loba one, bang two, just because of that reasoning, that double-edged sword that you mentioned that seriously harms me. But I want to bring it back to the ease of use and simplicity of a legend. I think these are two of the easiest legends to use in the game. That doesn't mean that playing them is a bad thing. But if you look at their kits... Loba's kit, it's always on, on the passive. The tactical is very easy to use. It is point and shoot with a fantastic UI. And the ultimate is as probably as simple an ultimate as it comes. And all three of those abilities are strong enough to still you know, keep her relevant and come together to have a strong kit. And in that same vein, Bangalore, automatic passive, easy to use. Tacticals where some of the difficulty maybe comes in because of the double-edged sword nature of it. And the ultimate... I think it's still pretty easy. You throw it at an enemy. There's some you know, skill gap with it in terms of positioning and such to be most effective with it. But generally speaking, it's still a pretty simple one. And I think that's important not only for the player, but for your team. That's something I think is something to focus on for simple, easy-to-use legends. It's not only easy for you to play, but you're not going to roll into a game as a Loba and your teammates that are randoms aren't going to understand how your legend works totally. and how you're going to play. And that's something that makes them really easy to solo queue with. So yeah. good yeah. readability. That's my piece. I think a lot of that makes sense. You know, I don't want people to mistake this easiness of a legend as it's a legend for beginners. Correct. We're trying, even though that is true. In some it's ways, true. Bang's also like at the top of the ALGS right now, more so than she's ever been. So I think. What we mean by easy is you can consistently get power out of the kit. And that's mm-hmm. what it takes to be a good solo queue legend option. I think Loba is so incredible with the tactical just because it works and it doesn't take any skill. You just press the button mm-hmm. and you're able to cover distance, grab height. You don't have to do any gymnastics in the air like Pathfinder. It's <laughs> it's very consistent. The the passive just gives you such an advantage to get the purple armor off drop alone. Mm-hmm. I think that just is such a solo ability that is very strong. And the ultimate, if you need a charge rifle, if you're that bad at the game, boom, Loba mm-hmm. helps you out. So like she's just so friendly to allowing you to play the way you want to play. That I put her above Bangalore on this list. I think we're in agreement. Um, Sweet. She's an incredible legend. I love playing her. We are probably the biggest Loba fans out there. I th- I mean, unless Hal. Hal is shouting out Loba Maybe. right now as well. So I got the Loba heirloom. That's how much of a fan we are over here at the third party. So overall, let's wrap up this conversation though. What are your final thoughts on, you know, who are the best solo legend? Obviously, you know, it's pretty easy that we're saying Loba number one, Bang number two, and then we got, you know, Mirage. some more holistic points of views, <laughs> Mirage as well, right there behind them, you know, obviously. Um, but what are, final takeaways? What are your thoughts? 
I think a solo legend is consistent. You know, you want somebody mm-hmm. that is versatile or at least focused on gun skill. And I think Loba's black market allows you to get a loot advantage and get what you're most comfortable with, get ammo, not have to worry about where your teammates are going for loot or if they're going to loot bodies. You're always going to be good with the black market. So Mm -hmm. I think just the consistency is what makes a good solo legend. If you're risking it with a legend that is maybe like Mirage or Wraith, Mm -hmm. you're not going to win as many games. You're just not. Because in order to execute and be really good, you have to take risks with those kits. Loba, you have to take way less risk in order to get results. And that just gives you more wins. Yeah, it's definitely a, it's a good point. I think overall, you know, when we're having this conversation, what I hope you take away from it as you listen to this show is just thinking about how you can, when you're playing by yourself, put yourself in the situation to have the most fun because you're not going to be frustrated by what's going on because you're solo queuing. And I think, you know, defensive legends like the Caustic and the Watson and legends that rely on the team to be valuable, like a lifeline, a revenant, I think are one are legends that can succumb to that and you're just going to have these frustrating moments. And so playing with those legends to the point that are simple, strong, and always going to be effective every match in every situation. And even with Loba, probably one of the few ultimates in the game that will truly, truly keep a team together because everybody always wants loot. Uh, a strong, a strong legend to solo queue with. So yeah, shout out to Loba, shout out to Bangalore, some great solo legends, and hope you guys enjoyed the conversation. Any other final thoughts, Henry? No, that's a wrap. Please play with Sweet. teammates. Solo is not yeah. worth We it. say all that, don't <laughs> solo queue. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much to our producer of the third party, uh, Gavin, who supports us on every show. Hit the plus on Apple, drop us a follow on Spotify, and check out the Discord via the link in the description. Thank you so much for listening to the third party podcast. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down. <laughs>